Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, from the Star Rental Sports Desk, your sports radio KJR 950 AM and 93.3 FM sports headlines. All righty, boys and girls. Headlines on Softy and Dick on a Friday afternoon, live from the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook. Headlines, of course, are brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. Give you the I don't think it means what you think it means. You're looking for tickets for opening day next Friday against the Astros at T-Mobile Park, are you? Well, guess what? VenueKings.com can set you up, get you in the door for under 30 bucks. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout for a discount right now for opening day at VenueKings.com. The Masters underway from Augusta. Scotty Scheffler is two under through 12. He is your leader right now at five under par. Followed by South African Charles Swartzel and South Korean Sung J.M. Tied for second along with Irishman Shane Lowry and Joaquin Neiman from the Masters. A full update from Westwood One, by the way, coming in about 20 minutes right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Uh, more news in baseball. The Mariners today announcing they have signed shortstop J.P. Crawford to a five-year $51 million deal, buying out the first two years of free agency. The Yankees and Aaron Judge said today would have been the last day they would negotiate an extension and then table it until after the year is over when Aaron Judge becomes a free agent. Brian Cashman today saying the team are offering him a seven-year, $230 million deal, and he, of course, said no thank you. NBA basketball, Lakers again officially out of the playoffs for the seventh time in nine years, and LeBron James going to shut her down. He'll miss the last two games of the year with an ankle injury. Kraken, get the win, baby. Last night in Chicago, how about that? 2 nothing over the Blackhawks. The boys getting goals from Wenberg and Eberle. The Kraken back home tomorrow against Calgary. 3.30 pregame, 4 p.m. faceoff right here on Sports Radio. 93.3 KJR-FM and Maddie Beneers in Michigan, by the way, eliminated from the Frozen Four. Owen Power, his teammate, who was the number one pick to the Buffalo Sabres, has been signed to a three-year entry-level deal by Buffalo and could play tonight against Florida. More news in the NFL. Eagles signing former Olympic hurdler Devin Allen, who played college football at Oregon, but hasn't played a football game, by the way, since 2016. And here we go. And now, two goofy, wacko, out-of-touch homers. Just brutal radio. Just horrible. Live. 41 yards. From Elliott Bay. Can you feel it now? This is Softy and Dick. All right, boys and girls, here we go. We got a big show coming from the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook here, the entertainment capital of the Northwest. We are here hanging out live at the EQC. We're watching golf. We're watching baseball. We're watching whatever the heck else you can gamble on, by the way. Basketball, hockey, the whole freaking thing. I'm telling you, man, if you haven't been here yet, you are making a major, major mistake. This thing is unfreaking believable And I believe that I am actually talking to a guy in Jackson Feltz who has not yet been down here. Is that correct, by the way? I live there now, so I need to get down there ASAP. Yeah, well, uh, when's the next time you're going to swing by the new place? 
I probably Drop would. some stuff uh, off, whatever. Make oh, sure there's no rats every, in the basement. I mean, every like day that. I'm making trips there right yeah. now. Well, why don't so, you make yeah. a detour and find out how far your place is from the casino? Because it is beautiful. I, yeah. Last night I actually did it. Uh, 25 minutes. Yeah. There you go. There you so, go. Well, you know, it's better than 26. So you'll come by <laughs> here a lot. This place is freaking sensational. I got the big fight tomorrow. Pay-per-view. No cover charge. It'll be in the sports book. It'll be in the event center, by the way. So uh, you're a UFC fan. Stop by and say hello. But we're going to be here all the way until 7 o'clock tonight. we got a lot to get to, man. we got Mariner reaction coming up in a matter of uh, maybe an hour or so. Uh, Mike Denbrock is a longtime friend of ours. He's the former offensive line coach at Washington. He was here, yes, under Tyrone Willingham, but he was also here with Jake Locker, and he was the uh, he was the offensive line coach at Notre Dame. He was the OC at Cincinnati, and now he's the offensive coordinator and play caller at LSU for Brian Kelly, and you might be asking, well, why are you putting that guy on the air? Well, we're putting him on the air because he was Desmond Ritter's play caller last year. He was Desmond Ritter's offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. And I don't know if anybody has noticed or not out there, but the Seahawks could use a quarterback. Yes, it's true. Russell Wilson plays for the Denver Broncos right now. You think there's anybody listening right now that has no idea that Russell Wilson <laughs> plays for the Denver Broncos? You don't say. Maybe somebody driving around town. Maybe they've been in prison. I don't know. Maybe they were on one of those like around-the-world cruises and couldn't get the internet and just got off the boat and found out, what the hell? Russell Wilson got traded. So Mike was uh, with Desmond Ritter, and he obviously is a potential candidate to come here to Seattle. And replace Russell Wilson. I know where uh, Mike Holmgren was on the air with us yesterday, and he said out of all three guys that I gave him video on, which was Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, and Malik Willis, he he, he had Ritter tied with Pickett for the top spot wow. of those three guys. Probably a stretch, I think, to take any of them at number nine, but the Hawks are not going to, first of all, I don't think the Hawks are going to pick at number nine, number one. I think the Hawks will end up trading back and end up with either A, multiple first-rounders, or a bushel of picks starting in the second round. So with the draft capital that they have, a guy like Ritter could absolutely be a possibility for the Seahawks. So, hey, man, look, I'll be honest with you, Jackson. Our draft coverage when the Seahawks made that move totally changed. Like we were talking about doing literally nothing on Thursday night, Seahawk-related. And then waiting until, obviously, the second round. And, you know, you never know. They could trade those picks back and end up picking late in the second round and get a bunch of third-round picks and a bunch of day-three picks. But all of a sudden, the trade of Russell Wilson has not just changed everything for the Seahawks, but it's changed everything for us. You know, we're talking about guys that, you know, a month and a half ago, none of us would even be talking about, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a quarterback that it seems like a better value pick if they can get him towards the start of the second round. So this could be a, a perfect John Schneider peak. Carol, yeah. wait for your spot, yeah. not your top your top 10 quarterback, but just where they want to get a guy like they did Russell in the third. Yeah, and, and on top of that, here's why Mike's great, because Mike not only coached Desmond Ritter, but he also coached against Sauce Gardner in practice. He might be the number one oh, cornerback, yeah. and pr- probably is the number one cornerback. I mean, he is. And let's face facts. There's really nobody else out there right now at number one besides Sauce Gardner. So I want to get some thoughts from Mike Dembrock at about 3.30 or so on not just Desmond Ritter, but also Sauce Gardner, two potential fits for the Seahawks. And then Noah Fant is going to join us in a couple of minutes from now uh, from the VMAC. Uh, he, I think he's actually in Denver right now, packing everything up, looking to sell his place. Maybe he should call Ben Kinney, by the way, and check his website out at sellerschallenge.com shameless plug for him because he's on his way to Seattle and I got to be honest with you if I were Noah fan I would be like dude what do I have to do to get a freaking quarterback to play with me he's not going to say it because Drew Locke is his teammate in Denver and is now his teammate in Seattle but the guy's in Denver he's got Drew Locke throwing him the football and then he comes to Seattle 
to play for the Seahawks, and now he's got Drew Locke throwing him the football. So, I mean, this guy can't get a freaking break. So he's going to join us. I, I remember thinking in college that this guy is like – the ultimate threat at tight end because he can move like a wide receiver, but he can block like a lineman, and he's got the height to beat out a lot of DBs for 50-50 balls. And I think he actually alluded to this a couple days ago in his press conference when he said he was a little bit frustrated by the way he was being used in Denver. And I think what he meant by that is that they weren't letting him stretch the field for lack of a better term. I went and looked at his yards per touch at Iowa versus his yards per touch in Denver, and they were way down. I mean, look, obviously it's going to happen to a lot of guys. A lot of guys just won't pan out, and there'll be busts and whatever, but I think Noah Fant has everything you need athletically in a tight end. There's a reason why the guy was the 20th pick in the draft. His teammate, TJ Hawkinson, I think was, what, the number 9 or number 10 pick yeah. by the Lions. He was a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, and those guys both form one of the great tight end duos in the history of college football, so Noah Fant's going to join us in a matter of minutes. I think there's a real great opportunity there for him to be a superstar in Seattle. Uh, they got to pick up the fifth-year option at some point, though. They have until, I think, the 8th of May, another month or so. Maybe it's the 2nd of May, whatever it is. But it's early May is the deadline to pick up the fifth-year fifth option on Noah Fant. And I'll be honest with you, man. Outside Jackson of the draft capital the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson, he's, to me, the part of that deal that I'm the most fired up for is to watch that guy play. I, I, I would slightly disagree in the sense of Shelby Harris, I think, is a, a really, really talented defensive lineman that, that they'll be able to use and, and a guy that they especially need on that defensive line to increase the depth. Where they're, where we were talking about the defensive line depth and getting pass rushers and getting guys for that line for so long before last year's draft and now suddenly that goes from like a top three need to I think outside of those top three. So I yeah. love Shelby Harris. And then Noah Fant, the inter interesting thing there is they just gave Will Disley a giant new deal. Yeah, so what does that though. do for Noah Fant? Well, it's backload. I, I, I think it, I mean, to me, it shouldn't do anything. I mean, Will Disley, if he ends up earning that money, it'll be because he deserves it because he's played well in the next couple of years. And that was actually when I first saw that deal, I was like, what the hell is this? And then you <laughs> notice all of it is backloaded. Interesting. Will Disley wants to make that money. He's going to have to prove it in the first two years of that contract. So I don't think it should mean anything. And look, I mean, I, I like Shelby Harris too and from what I understand the guy's going to be great with the media which is awesome for us but he's 30 years old he'll be 31 yeah. in August I think we yeah. kind of know what Shelby Harris is all about I don't think we know in the right system yet what Noah Fant is going to be all about and maybe this isn't the right system for him Maybe he needs to go somewhere else where they feature the tight end more. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else where they just simply put throw the ball more than what they do in Seattle. But I, I think that Pete Carroll has always been looking for a guy like this, right? He had Zach Miller early in his career in Seattle. He makes the trade for Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Graham. He drafts Will Disley, gives the guy a decent contract. Again, it's backloaded, but it is a really good contract for a guy that's been banged up as much as Will Disley has been. So we'll see. But, hey, listen, let's, let's, let's hear it right from the horse's mouth right now, a guy that I am thrilled to have in Seattle as a Seahawk. Let's welcome to the radio show for the very first time a guy who I think is going to kill it here at the VMAC in the 206. Noah Fan joining us on the radio show. Noah, how are you, man? No, I appreciate you guys, man. I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited to be in Seattle. Obviously, I'm working through all, you know, finding a place to live and all that stuff right now, but uh, I'm excited to get out there. Well, if you're looking for a place to live, there's a little area on Lake Washington called Medina with some very, very cheap real estate on Lake Washington. So I would start there <laughs> if I were you, okay? 
Okay, yeah, I got it. it. Yeah, let me know if you find that cheap real estate, by the way, because I want some too. Well, first of all, uh, let me ask you, what is it like in your profession when somebody comes to you and says, hey, man, if you want to continue to play football in the NFL, you got no choice but to go do it for the Seahawks and move to Seattle. What was that whole trade experience like for you to go through? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different, right? You don't have, you don't really have a choice in where you're going. Um, but luckily, you know, I could have ended up in so many other different places. And I got to end up in a great city in Seattle, a uh, great fan base, uh, a top-tier organization. Um, so I'm excited, man. It, it was one of those things where it was a shock at first. But then, you know, I got to learn more about the Seahawks, learn more about the fan base and all of those things. And I ended up getting excited about it because it's like it's such a cool – it'll be such a cool thing to be a part of. So Yeah, and it's funny because you go back to that day, and I think a lot of folks could say the same thing about you that a lot of folks are saying about Drew Locke, that, that maybe with a change of atmosphere, things could be different. Tell me about, first of all, how you think things went for you the first three years in Denver and how you're maybe hoping they'll be different for you starting in year four with the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, things in Denver um... – kind of went how they did, right? I, I'm not, I wasn't the perfect player. I, there's a lot of things that I could have improved on, um, but I did some good things there also. So it was kind of a little up and down. Um, even at that, I was still able to, you know, have some good top 10 seasons at the tight end position. And, um, you know, I'm just looking to build upon that and, and keep doing that uh, in Seattle. Yeah, I, I was looking at your yards per touch in Denver, and they actually went backwards. They went from 12, 8, 10, 9, to 9.9 and then I looked at your numbers in Iowa your sophomore year you were at 15 and a half in your junior year you were at 12.7 so I was not surprised to hear you say that you were a little frustrated by the lack of downfield targets that you got in Denver and I'm wondering how much you think the Seahawks may rectify that here in Seattle yeah I mean it's a you know it was what I was asked to do at the time and um you know I tried to make the best of it and you know it, it was just what our offense was doing at the time. So, you know, whatever the the Seahawks want me to do, whatever the Seahawks coaches want me to do, that's what I'm coming in and do. Um, you know, I have high hopes, though, right? I have high hopes coming in. Um, you know, a very, a very balanced team, uh, a very good offense coordinator, a very good uh, head coach. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be good for me. It's going to be a good place to really, like, break through that, that ceiling for me and, uh, you know, establish myself – you know, amongst the elite and the, in the league at the tight end position. And that's, that's the whole goal. Like, I'm not really satisfied with just, you know, being a good, a good tight end. I want to, you know, be one of those elite guys. So I think this is a, a perfect place for me to do so. Well, Noah Fain is with us. And, you know, I, I have, again, in my mind's eye, what, what I think of that you're best at, uh, you know, definitely down the seam, owning the seam for sure, uh, getting downfield. But for, for folks out there that maybe have not seen you play a lot of football, uh, describe kind of your game. You know, what what's the best part about your game, and maybe is there a part of your game that you want to kind of maybe sharpen up a little bit here? Yeah, definitely. Hey, I'm, I would view myself as a fast guy that can get down the field and stretch the seam, kind of like what you're saying, and, uh, you know, get get into open space, get down the field, and, and make some plays happen. Uh, the, the whole thing I've been focusing on, you know, going into this year is just like kind of what I did with my pressure with the Seahawks is, I'm focused on you know being being a um, an elite an elite uh, block, run blocker. Um, for me, 
I feel like I've I've been good. I feel like I could have been a lot better. Um, and that, so that's been my big focus, and I think that's going to help me a lot in the play action game and things like that. And it's going to help, you know, obviously the offense at the, with the Seahawks uh, a lot also being on the edge, being for them be able to count on me in the run game. So um, that's been my main focus, just really focusing on that and uh, trying to you know get even better. Um, in that in that category. Well, Noah Fant again is with us on the air, and Noah, you know, I think there's this. Well, I know that there is this perception by a lot of people that 2022 is going to be a rebuilding year for the Seahawks. That this franchise is kind of undergoing a bit of a a reset or a rebuild, if you will, for fans that have that take, for media people like me that have that take. What do you say to that? You know, I think. It's, it's hard for me to say because I haven't really, you know, gotten into the locker room and stuff yet. And I know for fans, it's a little bit um, unknown grounds, right? Since, you know, a franchise guy like Russell Wilson being traded away. Um, I know it's in the un, un, unknown ground for fan for the fan base. But I, from what I've seen, man, I think they have a lot of a really good pieces on the team. They, you know, you got Tyler Lockett, you got DK Metcalf, you got uh, our guys from the Broncos that are coming into the team. Um, the defense is still looking good. Like I, I think they have a lot of good pieces. Um, that it's going to be more than just a. I don't, I don't really find it as a rebuild from my my uh, view. But you know, I I could be wrong. I could uh, be, be naive, but I, I have uh, very high hopes. No, I love it. Well, Noah Fan again is with us on the show. You mentioned those guys uh, on the roster, and that you'll you'll get here at some point and meet the fellows in the locker room. Have you had a chance though to to either uh, a you know take a phone call or you know uh, reach out to any of your t- uh, new teammates? And if so, who have you talked to so far? Yeah, no. So um, uh, DK started a group chat for us, man, and uh, was you know um, getting to talk to, with those guys a little bit, and that's been good. And I got to talk to. The, all the offensive coaches and everything. So, um, you know, they've done a good job of just, you know, try, kind of taking us in and, and getting us ready uh, for, you know, going into OTAs and all that stuff. No, I love it. Hey, Noah Fant with us, uh, new Seahawks tight end. You mentioned also the other guys that the Seahawks picked up in the trade, uh, Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, uh, and then Drew Locke, right? I mean, this guy, man, he can't get a break, dude. He's had six different offensive coordinators in the past seven years, I think, going back to high school, and now he's on his way to a new one And Shane Waldron. Uh, what, what do you want people to know about Drew Locke in Seattle? What would your message be to the 12s about the new quarterback on the roster? just say to you know give him a fresh light and and look at him with clear with, with a clear view and uh you know he's he's a quarterback with a huge arm he can make plays with his legs he can run um and like you said he's been through some some offensive coordinators he has some different offensive coordinators in tough situations so um I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does with this opportunity uh with the Seahawks and um you know I think he's I think he's uh gonna be able to you know take over that job and do well you have any thoughts on on kind of maybe why things haven't gone the way that he wanted them to go in his first couple years in denver we talked about all the turnover for him at at coordinator but i mean you know put your put your sports talk radio hat on Noah. put your fan hat on for a second and tell us why you think uh things have not gone uh the way that drew wanted them to go uh his first three years in the nfl yeah no i think i think just what you said is just that is like you know he had a lot of turnover in the coaching position we came in with the one uh, offense coordinator, then we came. Then we had a different offense coordinator our second year, and then he was going through a QB battle his third year. So he's he's been through some stuff, man. And he's had to grit through it and grind through it. And uh, you know, I'm sure it hasn't gone 
to the to the straight view that he's wanted it to, but he's fought the whole way, and that's something that I, I respect a lot about him, and he's going to fight his butt off. I'm excited for him. You know, I'm curious how a guy from Omaha, Nebraska, in the shadow of the Nebraska Huskers ends up at a rival like Iowa. I want to hear that story. And then second of all, what are you doing? What is Noah Fenton doing when he's not on the football field, man? Yeah, no, so, so for me, I mean, I had to go to tight end U. That was the biggest thing for me. That was, uh, you know, I was that place to go for a tight end to develop. So it was an easy choice for me there. And then obviously right now, I'm off-season training. Um, I just got back from California um, and wrapping up wrapping up all that and getting all my stuff ready to, to get out to Seattle. So. Well, Noah Fan is with us, and Noah, your phone is starting to break up a little bit, so we will let you go. But uh, you, you can make it up to us by stuffing the box score uh, full of stats starting in September, man. Great stuff. Appreciate this. Welcome to Seattle, and we will talk down the road, man. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. Uh, Noah Fan, great stuff from him. All right, we're going to break. We are live at the EQC MGM Sportsbook at the Emerald Queen Casino, hanging out all afternoon long until 7 o'clock. Swing on by and say hello, baby, right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus seattle sports leader and crystal clear stereo switch the stream from 950 kjr to the 93.3 stream on the iheart radio app we make the switch on monday and we apologize for messing with your routine now back to softy and dick all right boys and girls busy day rolling on right here on a friday live from the emerald queen casino the brand new mgm sportsbook and crystal clear fm radio brother that's right if you have not made the switch over to 93.3 kjr fm be sure and do that because come monday it's just me and dick on the am and fm side for a month but everybody else including chuck and buck jason jim ian kevin all making the move to 93.3 kjr fm on monday morning so pop it in your presets and leave it there. All right, a guy who we've known for a long, long time since his days at UW back in 2005. Uh, he's been to stops like Notre Dame, Cincinnati, going back to Grand Valley State back in the day, and he is now the play caller and the offensive coordinator of the LSU Tigers with Brian Kelly. Our old pal Mike Denbrock is with us on the radio show. Mike, what's happening? What's popping in Baton Rouge, baby? Well, Softy, great to be with you, man. Thanks for having me on. We're, uh, you know, head down, going through spring football and uh, trying to make sure that uh, we get these young gentlemen pointed in a positive direction down here. Well, I can't wait to see what you can do with that SEC talent down there, man. And we'll check in, of course, later in the fall once things get going. But we wanted to have you on because you got insight to Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati, uh, unlike anybody I know. And the fact that you actually picked up the phone and answered my call makes you an easy candidate to, to jump on the radio show. So we appreciate that. But l- let's let's first of all, because you were the offensive coordinator at Cincinnati when you went to the Final Four a year ago, you were with Desmond 
Desmond Ritter. Uh, the Hawks are going to be on the clock at number nine, have a bunch of picks later on, starting in the second round as well. And I don't know if you heard about this or not, but Russell Wilson plays for Denver now, Mike, so the Hawks need a quarterback. Tell us about Desmond Ritter and what you think of this kid's future at the next level. Well, I, 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 I first off, let me just say that, uh, you know, Desmond, from a football standpoint, is uh, as good a learner, um, is, is good at seeing the, the areas of his game that need development uh, as anybody I've ever been around. He's, he's a guy that loves the game. He loves to study the game. Uh, he loves to try to perfect the little nuances of the game. So he's somebody that's going to come into the building uh, if Seattle's lucky enough to get him, uh, that it's going to be, you know, putting himself out there as someone that's going to have great work ethic and he's going to, he's going to be a student of the game first and then he's going to be able to translate that to the football field. I think what's unique about him also is that he's a, you know, I mean, he's just as good a person as he is a football player. Mm. And uh, he's going to, you know, immerse himself in the community. He's going to be somebody that the other players on the team can rally around and, and that they're going to like playing with. And uh, so there's, there's nothing but positive where he's concerned as far as I as I know him. Well, you mentioned areas of his game that he would have to focus on to survive in the NFL. And let me let me start there. If we're if we're being honest about the kid and saying, hey, look, we like you a lot, but you want to survive in the NFL. These are two or three things that I think that you've got to be able to do and focus on and maybe get better at. What are those things for him, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be the complexity of the NFL defense structure um you know but that's something that in time he'll master because he'll work really hard at it i think the the second thing is is just being a little more consistent with his accuracy at times and his ball placement we we know uh obviously from moving from from college to the nfl the windows close a lot faster and uh you know everybody out there can can run so he's gonna have to understand the speed of the game and, and that takes some time and, uh, but, you know, I don't think there's anything, uh, any obstacle that's, that's going to be in front of him that he can't overcome. Mm. Uh, one, because of the type of person that he is, and two, because he's, he's going to outwork everybody else trying to do it. Yeah, well, Mike Denbrock is with us. Uh, he's now the offensive coordinator at LSU for Brian Kelly and had been the offensive coordinator the last few years at Cincinnati, coaching Desmond Ritter. Uh, we uh, obviously knew Mike back in uh, in his days at UW in the middle part of uh, the 2000s, but, you know, does he, does he have the NFL arm? Does he have the NFL velocity? Does he have the NFL body? When you look at Desmond Ritter, do you see the tools, first of all, the natural tools that it takes to survive in the NFL and flourish? He absolutely does. I, you, you think of, you know, and, and listen, sometimes I still have a picture of Desmond when he came in as a freshman. Uh, he was probably six, three and a half, maybe, maybe 185 pounds. He was a, wow. he was a stick. Yeah. And um, you look at him today and you, you're looking at somebody that, you know, understands nutrition, understands how to take care of his body, understands how important it is to maybe put on that 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 armor uh, in the weight room to make sure that his durability is is what it needs to be. Uh, if you're going to take some of the shots that quarterbacks do from time to time, so you know, you look at him now; he's near six five, and uh, you know, he's grown you know in stature and also uh, put on some really good weight. 
and uh, is, is a pretty muscled up dude. I think arm talent wise, uh, he's he's right there. I mean, I, there's no throw that that kid can't make. Mm. Um, one of the things I was proudest of him, you know, headed into this year, one of the challenges that we kind of put on him, he wasn't really doing a a, a really good job with his deep ball accuracy. And uh, I think if you look at the stat line uh, and some of the things that I've seen, uh, he he was really really close to the top in the country uh, at, at completions over 20 yards. So uh, he can push the football down the field. Uh, he can make those throws. Um, and, and I think as he gets more and more uh, into the playbook and able to study and kind of experience some of the different nuances of NFL defenses, he's going to be just fine from a mental standpoint. Well, Mike Mike Denbrock, former uh, O-line coach at UW, is with us. He was Desmond Ritter's offensive coordinator at Cincinnati last year, and he's now at LSU with Brian Kelly. And M- Mike, just one more on Desmond, because I want to ask you about Sauce on the opposite side uh, and what you saw from him. His his rushing numbers were, were good, not crazy, but good. Um, you know, How many design runs did you call for him, and how much of that was him just improvising? Well, we definitely had some design quarterback run things in our in our offense. I I think in the beginning when you know he he was obviously a, a four year you know starter for us. So in the beginning there was maybe a little bit more run game design for him while he was learning the ins and outs of the passing game. And I think as he progressed throughout his college career, you know we used him to run here and there, especially in the red zone and some things like that. Uh, so he certainly has the ability to do that. Um, but we we also grew to understand how good of in a talented thrower he was. So we didn't maybe have to use as much quarterback run game uh, mm. later in his career as we did early, and that would speak to the numbers a little bit more. It wasn't that we certainly couldn't have done it if we needed it, but um, with the way he was throwing the football, uh, we could attack defenses uh, on more than one front. Yeah. Have you heard from scouts and GMs on, on Desmond? I have. I've talked to several guys, uh, especially it's heating up here in the last couple of weeks, of course, you know, once they get their evaluations kind of in place. And, um, you know, speaking uh, to scouts about Desmond is, is, is pretty easy, you know, when it comes to speaking on character and, and speaking on ability and, and what type of person he is and, and how much he loves the game of football. Yeah, uh, those are easy conversations to have. Well, the natural follow-up, obviously, is have the Seahawks called you. Uh, I have not talked to the Seahawks. Gotcha. Uh, but I, I do know from talking to, uh, you know, my my friends back at, that are still on the staff at Cincinnati that uh, there's been contact. Uh, with them in particular and in, in, in quite a few conversations as far as I understand. Good. I like it. All right. Well, Mike Denbrock, again, former offensive line coach at UW. He was Desmond Ritter's OC at Cincinnati. Now he's got the big spotlight on him, baby, in the SEC as the OC for the LSU Tigers with Brian Kelly. But uh, looking across the other side of the ball and maybe a guy that you could justify taking at number nine, Mike Sauce Gardner. Uh, he's got all the measurables, man. He, he looks and reeks like a Pete Carroll corner through and through. Through. Tell me about what you uh, envision for Sauce Gardner at the next level. Well, he he was a constant pain in my behind uh, <laughs> while I was uh, while while I was the OC at Cincinnati because uh, he's just a you know he's a, a long athletic uh, young man that can run and you know on top of that I think he's got incredible instincts. I mean he. You can't fool him. If you can fool him, it's, it's maybe once here and there. But 
he, he's going to learn your ways. He's going to study your habits. He, he's going to know the ins and outs of the game. He's another guy that, you know what I mean, has a really single-minded focus to be really, really good at what he does. And that's what he eats, sleeps, and breathes every day. I mean, he, he wants to be the best. And he uh, has proven, at least in my eyes, he's haven't haven't seen you know a number of guys over the years. Obviously, haven't done this for a while. Uh, he ranks right up there with anybody I've ever had. I love it. Well, there's a need here for sure for for both those players. So if they end up here in Seattle, we'll be calling you on draft day for sure, Mike. Hey, listen, dude, appreciate you doing this. Always great to hear your voice. Best of luck with uh, those crazy SEC fans and LSU on on in the Baton Rouge and uh, Death Valley down there. Uh, enjoy your time, and we'll talk down the road, bud. Appreciate this, man. Always appreciate you, Softy. Anytime you need us, man, we're here. You Give bet. The ring. You got it, man. Mike Denbrock, who is now the offensive coordinator at LSU. He was uh, Desmond Ritter's offensive coordinator at Cincinnati and, of course, was with UW uh, with Jake Locker back in the day in the 2000s. we got a break. More from the Emerald Queen. We're live, baby, at the MGM Sportsbook, hanging out all afternoon long. Come by and say hi on Sports Radio KJR 93.3 FM. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. It all changes on Monday. Softy and Dick are taking a little longer to make the move, but if you want Chuck and Buck, Buck and Jim, or Ian Furness, you'll find them on the FM dial. Now, back to Softy and Dick. All right, Softy and Dick without Dick. He's back on Monday for all you Dick fans out there. Hanging out live at the Emerald Queen Casino until 7 o'clock tonight. Come on by and see Brian, Annie, Linda, Thomas. The whole crew is here. We're uh, at our home away from home. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should say it or not. I think I can say we're going to be here a lot in the next uh, few months. So we're not going to be here just during football season. We're going to be here a lot over the off season as well. So uh, come by and see us. Uh, and don't just see us. See the freaking sports book, for God's sakes. The thing is unbelievable. I mean, Jackson, people are getting sick and tired of us out there talking about how we all have to make the switch over to 93.3 FM. I think you should be getting sick and tired of me telling you to come check out the new sports book here at the Emerald Queen because if you haven't done it yet, you're a freaking knucklehead. This place is awesome. And by the way, tomorrow, uh, starting at 530, they got UFC 273 World Championship doubleheader that will see featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky defend against number four ranked division contender. They call him the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung in UFC 273's pay-per-view co-made event. Bantamweight kingpin Alkmaine Sterling, and there's no way I got that guy's name right, runs it back with interim title holder and former champion Peter Yan. It's going to be in the sports book and the event center with open seating. It seats 1,800 people in there, and here's the really cool thing. There's no cover charge whatsoever. Ooh. 
you want to watch the fight tomorrow night, no cover charge at all at the Emerald Queen Casino. Broadcast starts at 5.30, so swing on by in the book and the event center. All right, hopefully when we come back, this Mariner game is over and we can freaking talk about it, have some fun with audio as well. Bucky Jacobs is going to join us around 5 o'clock, give us his thoughts on the Mariner opener. We're going to break. What do you say we go to Augusta and check in with the Masters, see how Tiger's doing right now on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.